Hi, my name is Tomasto, your student host for the My First Year Story podcast. Here, I'll be sitting down with people who have the answers to your college questions and who can help give me advice as a University of Connecticut student by telling their own first year stories during our conversations. Today, we welcome Abby Conrad, this year's Executive Director for Huskython. Huskython is a philanthropic organization that fundraises year-round for Connecticut Children's, a local children's miracle network hospital. Their year-long fundraising efforts culminate in an 18-hour dance marathon every spring. This organization is completely student-run by a management team of 30 undergraduate students. In the last 22 years, Huskython has raised over $8.7 million for Connecticut Children's and is one of the top 10 dance marathons in the country. Huskython is also a large student organization at UConn. Students can get involved through being a volunteer, a dancer, a dance representative, and so much more. As executive director, Abby oversees the management team who work tirelessly behind the scenes to put together Huskython. Hi, Abby. We're so glad to have you here and talk to us about your experience at UConn. Would you please introduce yourself to our listeners, your name, your pronouns, major, hometown, and your favorite dance move to pull out at Huskython? Yeah. Hi. Um, my name is Abby. My pronouns are she, her. Um, I am a marketing major here at UConn, and I'm from Manchester, New Hampshire, so out-of-state student. Um, and my favorite dance move... Um, I'm not a good dancer. Luckily, we have the morale <laughs> to kind of like follow. Um, anything simple, maybe a little shimmy or something. <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, all right, so let's just dive right in. First, talking about your UConn experience. How, in the end, um, you're at your senior year of high school, did you choose UConn as your college of choice? And what was your process like deciding on your major? Um, I have two older sisters, and one of them did attend UConn. Um, so when I went through the application process, I applied to UConn, but it wasn't really on my radar because for some reason in my mind, I was like, I cannot go to one of the same schools as my sisters. Like people will think I got in easier or something like that. I don't know what I was really thinking, but for some reason I wanted to be different and not copy one of them. Um, so I applied to a couple other schools, um, and I did all the tours and all the accepted student days and I did not like really any of the other colleges that I thought I would like. Um, and then I came to UConn's Accepted Students Day a couple days, I feel like, before my decision was due. And I immediately knew I wanted to attend UConn. I told my parents in the car ride home, like, okay, we can go send in my deposit. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> so that I wasn't really expecting to, but it definitely ended up being my first choice by far once I actually toured all the schools. Um, and as for my major, I... Definitely, I was not a kid who grew up knowing exactly what they wanted to do. I feel like some people know I want to be a doctor or a lawyer or one of these things. Um, I definitely did not have that. But in high school, I got involved in DECA, which is like a business competition program. I got involved because my sisters did it. Um, <laughs> and I kind of learned there that I definitely business is one of my strong suits. Um, and I chose marketing just because... I'm a creative individual. Numbers are not really my thing. Um, and marketing really allows you to work in any industry because everyone needs marketing. So kind of opens a lot of doors. And I feel like I still, by choosing marketing, I didn't really choose a career path. I can almost do anything with marketing. Yeah. And it's yeah. almost like a good um, skill to have just regardless of what your major is because that's what you're doing for yourself when you're going on those job interviews and stuff. And I bet it helps a lot in Huskython as well. Um, 
So what was your experience like as a first year student at UConn, having a sister who already um, came to the school? Did she, were you guys in school at the same time? Did she help show you the ropes a little bit? Um, she graduated two years before I came. So I was never at school with her, which kind of I liked because it still felt like my own school, especially since yeah. I was so rigid about like not following in their footsteps. Um, so it was kind of nice to have my own space. I had the best first year at UConn. I think freshman year was probably one of my favorite years. Um, I lived in the business connections learning community um, and I met my best friends there and I'm still best friends with them now as a senior. So that was really awesome. Um, I got super involved as a freshman. I joined Subog and HuskyCon. I joined a sorority, um, kind of did everything. I'm one of those people who loves doing all of the little things that UConn has to offer, like stuff a Husky and going to Jonathan, Jonathan's birthday, like all those random things, all the UConn things I love doing. Yeah. Um, and I had friends freshman year that also loved doing all that. So it was nice to have a group of friends that kind of really want to explore everything. And it's nice because now that we're all seniors, we all kind of got involved in different things. And since we're all still friends, we kind of get to support each other in all of the different things we do. So we kind of still get a full, broad, like, scope of UConn as seniors. Yeah, and UConn is so full of those amazing um, events and traditions. Other than Huskython, like, what would you say your favorite UConn tradition is? Um... I love Horse Barn Hill. That's definitely like going to see the sunrise or sunset on Horse Barn Hill is one of my favorites. I need to go sledding this year. That's on my bucket list before I graduate is to go oh, yeah. on Horse Barn Hill. Um, but other than that, I love everything that Subog does. Like One Ton Sunday was really fun. Um, and all the concerts. I remember the block party my freshman year. All of their big events are like staples i feel like right so, and they're such blasts too and free which is even better yeah <laughs> as college students we simply have no money <laughs> um but speaking of huskython how did you first hear about huskython and what was your process of getting involved like yeah so um i joined a sorority my freshman year um and greek life is very into huskython every um, sorority and fraternity has, um, usually has a big Huskython team. Um, so that's how I first heard about it was just from the older girls in our chapter. And, um, I was close friends with the senior who was on the management team when I was a freshman and she really encouraged me to get involved, um, taught me how to fundraise, brought me canning, all of that. Um, so I definitely had, I was lucky in having someone and also an organization as a whole to like teach me what Huskython is and kind of ease me into it. I would definitely say it's difficult to join like as an individual with no team or support um, because it is before you attend Huskython is kind of this abstract concept and it's really hard to grasp until you attend one. Um, so it's something I've been working really hard on the past two years on the management team is trying to figure out how we can make it a more inclusive environment for anyone and everyone to get involved. Um, but I was lucky enough to have that group that kind of brought me right into it and teach me how to do everything. Yeah. And for those who don't know about how you can get involved, can you explain a little bit about the different ways, like being a dancer versus a morale captain versus a volunteer? Yeah. So Huskython, it is a little confusing. There are a bunch of different participant levels. Um, <clears throat> so Really, all you have to do to get involved is register. Anyone and everyone can register, um, whether you're a UConn student or an alumni or you attend a regional campus. Um, really, it's open to the entire UConn community. Um, so anyone 
can register. You just have to go on the Huskython website and register now. And then you are automatically getting all of our emails, which help you fundraise, keep you up on news and what's going on in the community. Um, so that's really the first step. But there are a bunch of different participant levels, like I mentioned. You can be a volunteer, which is really only being involved at the actual event. Um, volunteers help us run all the different activities that happen at the dance marathon. Um, but for the rest of the year, there's not really too much going on for volunteers. So that's definitely probably the easiest way to get involved. Um, but most people join their first year as a dancer. So our dancers just our regular participant level. That's people who fundraise and attend the event. Um, it's just like the basic participant level. Um, and then there are also a million leadership opportunities within Huskython. So anything above a dancer is some sort of leadership position. Um, we have captains, which is a pretty new program. Every person on the management team has a group of captains. Um, so captains kind of help with one specific area of Huskython, whether it's campus affairs or entertainment or merchandise. People get to choose what type of captain they want to be. Um, so you're kind of helping someone on management run their area of Huskython. So that's a great way to get an inside view. There's also morale captains, which are kind of like our little hype squad of students on campus. Um, and there's also dancer representatives, which anyone can become a dancer representative. You don't have to apply. Um, you just basically dancer representative is a team captain. So whether you're an organization and want to be the leader of your org's team, or if you just want to start a team with like a group of your friends, I know a lot of people do that, especially their first years. Like if you have a group of friends on your dorm floor, or even just any group of friends, you can join Huskython as a team together. And being the DR for that team just kind of means helping all of the people on your team fundraise and get involved. Um, and there's plenty of resources for all dance representatives to um, be able to help their team. So it's not just you have to help on your own, but there's plenty of people out there. Um, and there's weekly dance representative meetings to help them learn how to guide their team. Yeah. And it definitely <laughs> sounds like uh, um, there's so many different ways to create like a leadership role for yourself in this organization, which is great. You often, uh, you often only find that um, with like being on an e-board or something, but you can okay. get involved in so many different ways, it sounds like. We have hundreds of leaders in Huskython. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so in your own words, describe what Huskython means to you and why you choose to um, get involved. Yeah, so I kind of have two answers to this question. My short answer is that I really dance just for the patients and families at Connecticut Children's. A lot of us like to say we dance for those who can't. Um, and hopefully, eventually, they will be able to dance with us. It's really just to be a support system for all those families and patients who need it. Um, but I have, I feel like everyone's, we always call it a why at Huskython. It's like, why do you dance? Why are you involved? And people's whys, I think, change all the time. It's something we like to really talk about is everyone, we always ask, what is your why? But we also want to emphasize that people's reasons change over the years, especially as you get more involved. You can have a completely different why at the end of your four years than when you first got involved. Um, and for me, I grew up in New Hampshire, so I really had no connection to Connecticut Children's when I joined Huskython. Um, no experience with it. But I got involved because I knew it was a great thing to do and it seemed really fun. Um, and then over the course of the four years, I got more and more involved in Huskython. Um, and last year as a junior, I was on the management team. I served as the director of entertainment. 
Um, and during that year, my old one of my older sisters was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, luckily, she's in recovery now and she's doing well. But that definitely, it was a big change for my family. Um, and I was at school during COVID when all this was happening. So I couldn't go home because she was immunocompromised. So I couldn't risk giving her COVID. So I was kind of trying to support my family and watch all this happen from afar, which was a really difficult experience. Um, so now I definitely understand what all of these patients and their families go through. Um, and I know that having support, even if it's from afar, definitely still means a lot. Um, and I just hope that Husky Thong can be that for all of those families. Yeah, I'm sure. And it's not just even about the monetary value, which is so amazing that you guys raise so much, but it is about like that spirit of community, especially in a place like a like a, a big university like UConn being able to come together and fundraise for this common goal. So I definitely get the appeal of Huskathon to its yeah, members. We have a lot of miracle kids. Um, and one of them, we do game nights with them. So that's something also anyone who's registered can join. Um, they're different, obviously, with COVID. They're virtual now. But basically, you hop on a Zoom with one of our miracle kids who's a patient at Connecticut Children's, and we play games with them. Um, and one of our miracle kids, Joy, she's... 10 she just turned 10 um and she does game nights like once every two weeks like she loves them they're her favorite things and we have some really awesome quotes from her about how husky thon obviously her mom like passed these along to us of just joy talking about husky thon but she causes like her best friends game nights are something she looks forward to especially with virtual school like we definitely have worked to build a community with these people aside from just the fundraising which has been really awesome to see yeah, and I was just going to mention, obviously, we're still in this pandemic, whether we like it or not. How has Huskython adapted to these um, changes? And um, I mean, I feel like, what was it, last year was one of your most successful years raising money, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a lot has changed. Um, luckily enough, I got to have two normal Huskythons as a freshman and sophomore, Um 18 hours in the field house overnight. Um, one year, that's kind of what got me so excited about Huskython. I fundraised and was trying to be involved throughout the year, but it wasn't really until I attended the first event, which I think is normal for everyone. It's not really until you go and experience it that you realize, oh my gosh, this is so incredible. I need to be more involved next year. Um, so I luckily had that experience and my first year inspired me to apply to be morale captain my sophomore year. Um, and then I had a normal Huskython as a morale captain, which was really cool my sophomore year. Um, so I had that normal experience before COVID. Um, so it's definitely been an adjustment trying to still create that same experience for everyone virtually. It's been very difficult, um, especially last year as the director of entertainment. Um, as my position last year, it was solely planning the entertainment that happens throughout the 18 hours. So I was really kind of doing the most random tasks last year, trying to get people involved virtually. Um, so it's definitely been a big adjustment, but I also think we've learned a lot from it. And one of those things being how important it is to just build a community outside of fundraising, like we were just talking about. Um, I think the virtual game nights, although they were definitely... I would say a disappointment at first to be like, oh, we can't go to the hospital and play games in person anymore. We have to do it virtually. So many more people have been able to do them because they're virtual and we get to have them so much more often. So Joy, now she looks forward to these every other week, whereas before she'd probably see us like once every couple months. Yeah, so, that's silver lining. Yeah, building that community has definitely 
like come out of this whole situation, I think more so than before. And also just random things we've learned along the way. I think everyone has kind of learned things through this experience, but um, one of ours, which is really random, was last year we had our hybrid marathon where only like a hundred of 3,000 participants could come in person. So the rest was live streamed. Um, a bunch of donors and supporters also watched the live stream the whole time. Um, and before people outside of participants couldn't really enjoy Huskython because it was in the field house. So now that we had it live streamed, over 5,000 people were tuned in throughout the entire 18 That's hours. That's crazy. Which I would have never thought people would join from all across the country to watch the people they were supporting. Um, so that was pretty cool. I think overall, we're just able to build our community and a lot further now with COVID, but obviously everyone's hoping to get back to some sort of normal. So I think moving forward, it will be a combination kind of of what it was before, but also all these great things we've learned. Right. And um, this is a great segue because what would you say one of the most rewarding aspects of um, being executive director this year has been? Um, being executive director has definitely been a whirlwind. Um, I don't think anyone can really understand the position until they're in it. I certainly did not understand it fully until I was in it. Um, being an undergraduate student and having the full responsibility of leading an organization to raising over a million dollars and leading 3000 students is a lot. Um, it's definitely a big job. Um, but everything I do is so rewarding. Um, for example, our registration week in the fall, we had a 10 outside of the student union the whole week and over a thousand people registered in one week, which I never would have expected. Coming back to campus after our kind of virtual year, I never would have expected to have so many people want to register and get involved in just one week. Um, seeing every single person like get inspired in different ways has been so cool watching people i have no idea who they are i've never met like learn about what we're doing and say i want to do this and fundraise um has been so inspiring i'm sad that i don't get to meet all 3000 people because all of them definitely make a difference um whether you think it or not just by registering and raising $10 you're making an impact and every person and every penny counts and um, it's just been really cool to watch this community grow and kind of almost build back together this year after COVID, not after, but it was for a little uh, bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing. And it's probably so rewarding once you get to that final, um, marathon to see all that hard work pay off. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it for sure. <laughs> um, so leading up to this event, all you guys fundraise um, a ton of money. What's one piece of advice you would give our listeners about ways to raise money for their own donor drives? Um, I think my best piece of advice would be to not shy away from asking anyone for donations. Um, I think one of the hardest parts of getting involved in Huskython is just learning how to fundraise. Um, I didn't really have any fundraising experience before Huskython. Um, so I wasn't really sure how to do it, but if you just look at our social media or link tree or emails or anything, there are a million templates out there of emails and texts you can send. Um, and the best thing I've learned is to just not shy away from asking anyone. Um, people that I would never have thought would support me have donated money. And it's really cool to see how people actually care about what we're doing as students here, especially me in New Hampshire. I'm like, no one... No one here is really going to care about 
supporting Connecticut Children's, but all I have to do is write a quick email or text or letter and I'm getting donations. And it's because people recognize that what we're doing is so amazing and they want to support you. Um, so just ask anyone and everyone. It's definitely a lot easier and less intimidating than you think it is. Right. And there's no harm. And it's the, um, there's not like a ton of, it's so easy to do to get that reward. So, so I think it's a great piece of advice. Um, and so talking about this year's Huskython, what are some of your goals that you have and what do you hope to accomplish with it? Yeah, one of my main goals um, since the beginning of the year has just to um, make Huskython more inclusive. I think it's definitely an intimidating thing to learn about, saying 18 hours on your feet overnight. Um, even when I heard that as a freshman, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Like, this sounds insane. I don't think I can do that. Um, And we definitely recognize that we're fundraising for all these kids who need our support, many of which cannot dance for 18 hours overnight. And so um, there's no reason for anyone to not get involved um, because really we appreciate every single person who registers and does anything for our organization. So I don't want anyone to be intimidated or feel as though they have to dance for 18 hours or they have to do this or they have to do that. I really want it to be an organization that anyone can join and contribute as much or as little as they want. Um, Cause it really is, it should be that community for everyone. And so really just um, kind of changing things around and making sure that we're doing everything we can to make it as inclusive as possible. Um, we established a diversity, equity, and inclusion task force, which I think has helped. This task force looks over everything that the management team is doing and gives them feedback and tells them how it can be more inclusive or more accessible. Um, and that will definitely be a big thing for Night Of as well, is how do we make this dance marathon open to everyone, regardless of how they want to participate Um for example, maybe getting rid of saying you have to stand the whole time. Um, just any little things we can do is definitely um, has been my biggest goal, just to make it a more inclusive environment. That's great. Um, and where do you see the future of Huskython going? I think Huskython will just continue to grow and grow. Um, I don't see it stopping anytime soon, especially this year's executive director. I was nervous coming into this year because last year it was so difficult to engage with students on campus and get them inspired and encourage them to get involved because we were virtual. Um, And we still had a great year regardless of that, but I was definitely worried coming back on campus and having most of the campus not know what Huskython is and having them not attend a Huskython before. I've mentioned this a bunch of times so far, but like You don't really understand it until you go. And so I think it's really important. Like usually every year, the sophomores, juniors and seniors have all been and now they're inspired and they want to be more involved. And this year we kind of missed out on that because most people have never been to a Huskython now. I think it's really only the seniors and a handful of juniors who have been. Um, So I was definitely nervous about that um, coming into this. But so many people have really just stepped up and... I think I think we're ahead of registrations um, right now than we were even two years ago before COVID. So it's been really cool to see the whole campus like want to be so involved. I think now more than ever, the entire campus wants to be involved, which I've never really seen before in my four years. And everyone's just like itching to do anything they can on campus. Right. And this Huskython is also pretty cool, too, because you 
you are in that situation where it's been it's so many new people who haven't been able to experience the dance salon you said it's only probably the seniors and a couple of juniors so i think that's pretty special too yeah definitely i'm hoping to give all of those first participants a great experience this spring yeah yeah so moving towards our closing questions um this is our uh, question we ask to all of our guests. Um, we're all first at something, whether you're the first person in your family to go to college or something completely different. What do you feel like you're the first at and how has that impacted your life experience or story? This is definitely a difficult question. <laughs> I have to think about it. Um, but <clears throat> I would say, at least within my family, I've always been the first to kind of like try new things. I was always growing up, I was trying all different sports. Um even with like clothes, I have two older sisters. So we were always like trying to dig in each other's closets and go shopping together and everything. And I definitely kind of shied away from what they liked and wanted to create my own style. Like I've always kind of been that like different one between me and my sisters. Um, So definitely the first to kind of explore new things, I guess. Yeah. You got to forge your own path. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So Moving on to our last question. Um, it's not my question. It's your question. Do you have any um, p- uh, questions for me? <laughs> yeah. How did you get so involved at UConn? Um, kind of similar way to you. I showed up freshman year and knew that the best way to get to feel comfortable and like make campus my home was to get involved and just join. Um, just try and join as many new things as possible, especially being um especially starting in a pandemic year where it felt so isolating. Um, So sort of I laid that groundwork freshman year and now sophomore year where everyone's on campus and everything's in person. I feel so much more acclimated than probably if I hadn't been on camp, hadn't been lucky to have been on campus or gotten involved at all last year. Um, So I think that was that piece of advice, that driving force to get me doing all these things. And now I'm sitting here, the interview with you. So it's pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for talking to us, Abby. I am um, visualizing only success for Husky Thon this year, <laughs> and I think it's going to be amazing. Um, as always, thanks to our listeners for tuning in and roll skis. My First Year Story podcast is a production of the University of Connecticut's undergraduate student body in collaboration with the Office of First Year Programs, Learning Communities, the Academic Achievement Center, and the Learning Community Innovation Zone. Our co-producers are Casey Jaycox and Hannah Peterson. Our staff advisors are Cody Ryan and Helena DeBald. For more information on our podcast, to meet our entire staff, and to listen to more episodes, visit fyp.uconn.edu backslash mfys. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at UConnFYP.